It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast with Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hello, hoes and goes. My name is Mitchell Phillips. Welcome back to the Hogo Pod at Hogo Pod on Instagram. Hats off, gloves off is the name of the game. Hats off to those deserve it. Gloves off that those to those that deserve it. You're all getting Hats it someday, off to you, sir. Or we're coming for all of you. Good and bad, yin and yang. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blasting. The contemporary kangaroo court for the modern era is in session. Oh, we need a gavel. We don't have a gavel on the soundboard. Let's let's get an intern on that. Well, well yeah. We yeah, we should get a gavel with our name. We each need a gavel with our names on it. And then we'll get in like a big dick contest where we keep buying bigger bigger, bigger ones. And <laughs> it's like just But it's never acknowledged. It's like, yeah, it's just you, you get into that world of like businessmen pens. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is like twelve hundred dollars, you know, it's embossed. It's got some other guy's initials on it because I got it used, but but Judge Joe Brown put some miles on it for me. Now it's right in the sweet spot. Yeah, you ever heard of Judge Judy? Well, this is her old gavel. <laughs> you remember that black judge on TV? Not a uh, not Joe Brown, not a uh, and uh, not the guy that kind of looks like Joe Brown. But there's like a third show that's on at like one in the morning. Yeah, there was like a Judge Monique type <laughs> one. I don't know if it was Monique, but she was Monique esque. Well, Steve Harvey's got it going. Oh, on. you need to get your life, child, and the whole jury just like erupts laughing. Well, this is uh, at Hogo Potter. I'm at. Mitchell Phillip, that's at Robot Spencer. Let's uh, let's get on the move here. We we are behind Sketty. Um, the first one, classic, uh, hilarious story. I'm gonna throw a gloves off. So this one is I want to highlight. Uh, this is in the news. So there's a uh, homeless community in northern Portland who is now charging people rent to stay in their encampment. <laughs> so it's a homeless camp. Just up in the woods, they say you walk down like a hundred yard trail and then it opens up and there's just about, you know, 20 to 30 broken down cars back there, a couple RVs and a bunch of tents. So a homeless landlord showed up and uh, decided to make a little coin. This lady who's claiming she started the community, she was just the first one to go back there and it's city land. So she said, it's up for grabs. It's like, no, that's, that's everybody's. But just go see how your fucking brain works. She's charging rent on city property. Yeah. She said, I've been watching this place for about three or four years, she said, making sure nothing bad happens. Hey, guess what? Something bad happened. <laughs> you brought in 100 homeless people and you started charging them rent. She said, walking down the dirt path that leads to an RV and campsite, it's tucked away in the forest by trees and railroad tracks. It's safe. It's behind the fences. So it's meant for campers. It's, she says herself, it's safe. It's behind these fences. The fence is meant to keep people out, dummy. It's so funny because it's like the same thing happened. Remember when Seattle had the Chaz or the Chop or whatever? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like we can't trust our police. We we don't want borders. We don't do all this. The first thing they do is they put up barricades, aka borders. They yeah. create their own police force. The first thing their police force do is, kill sh- people. is shoot a young black man. <laughs> um, it's just so funny. She's like. Uh, we had to move out. That's her point. Is we had to move all the way out here because the city wasn't treating us right. We had to get away from the city, and it's like, yeah, they're not treating you right because you're a piece of shit. Clearly. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I I just read this, but yeah, it's like real life Animal Farm. In the beginning, they're saying we got to start this revolution so we can get away from yeah. what we we're doing before, and then they 
ended up doing what they're doing before. I'm so stoked on how jacked up you are on Animal Farm. I haven't read that book in a decade. <laughs> yeah, well, first you threw a little shade, like, oh, what, what are you, in the third grade? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, first of all, I think that was uh, signed in high school. But I didn't read it. We didn't get it in high school. I a lot of people I know read it in high school. No, for us, it we was read a... Lord of the Flies in high school. We didn't read oh, Animal really? Farm. They're similar-ish. You know, they're similar-ish. They're both British, do smart, educated British guys writing about society. Oh, what if it was about children though? Yeah, children on an island instead of these animals, these puggies. And as a as a thinking man, how are we going to kill the fat kid? We drop a big rock on him, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's funny where it's like it's any of these situations. It's like nobody ever wants actual equality. Nobody ever wants even equity or whatever they preach or this and that. It's they just want the power. And the second they have an opportunity to, even on such a minor scale, you get it. And the best part is they keep calling the cops. So there's a like a, a... I don't know, not a salvage yard, but there's like a, a maintenance yard or something nearby. The guy's got a bunch of RVs and trucks there. So I imagine it's just like a truck service yard, like fleet maintenance or something. And the guy's like, yeah, people keep breaking into my lot, stealing catalytic converters, siphoning gas. And they're like, nope, not us. He's like, well, you've been here for three years, and it started about two and a half years ago. (laughs) So I am just a dumb mechanic, but I'm pretty decent at the math on that calendar. And so he called the cops, and the cops are like, we're not – they literally said, we're not going to do anything about that. Handle it yourself. Yeah, the, my, we're in a weird place with with this. Uh, I guess yeah, I guess with the homeless situation. I know a guy who owns uh, an oil field in Long Beach, and uh, he was telling me that he wanted to put up an electric fence because I know that area is filled with homeless people. It's like crazy, really <laughs> tall grass, so you can't see much, yeah. and they're just all in there. They'll come cut it all down like once a year, and you can really, it re- really reveals itself. You're like, oh my god, this has been going on. Oil feels different, dude. Because all you really see is just like, but it's right off PCH. They're trying to infringe on his keep, dude. If he was Daniel Plainview, he would just have the right to shoot him. But he wanted, and he wanted to put up an electric fence because they keep cutting and or hopping over his regular fence, and they won't let him. They're like, you, can, you can't be electrocuting homeless people. It's like they're breaking yeah. on into my property, my yeah. business. What am I? Uh... That's the thing is he's like. What do uh, I do? There was a thing in Arkansas a few years ago. I think Arkansas or like Missouri, one of those states. But the, uh, the, the uh, an intruder got caught in a bear trap. <laughs> so they were like, hey, you can't have bear traps. He's like, it wasn't for anybody. It's just I like having bear traps set around my property. It's like, how are you coming after me? Somebody broke onto my property, like climbed a fence, went through one of those like cow grates, like no trespassing signs everywhere. They get caught in a bear trap. How is that my problem? Um, but, I like bear traps. I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like bear traps because they can also be uh, breaking and entering traps, too. But it's like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy because it's like, it's also exposing that they have the privilege. You know, in this situation where they're like, oh, the world's unjust. It's like, no, they're actually treating you extremely favorably. The cops aren't even responding because they don't want to end up being like sequestered or in front of a fucking grand jury for hitting the homeless guy in the back of the head because he was clearly being an asshole because you're living in the fucking woods on city property. Does it say what these people are paying in rent? $200 a month. Dang. Yeah. Seems for a fucking steep. tent in Portland in the woods, not even near the city. And people are paying this, huh? Yeah, but it's also like... Man, it must be. How do you evict these people? How is not, you know... But it's so insane to me. I just want to highlight the hypocrisy of them complaining about how they have to do this. Like, it's like they're fucking into the wilding. When it's like, if you were Ruby Ridge, like, the, the FBI have a track record of murdering your entire family if you start charging people rent on city land. 
Wow. It's fucking crazy. But uh, guys are going like, nah, that wasn't us. We, we didn't steal your catalytic converters. <laughs> it's like, well, there's nothing else out here. It's just a garage down like an old country road. And then there's a homeless camp. Well, next you think to my it. wife did it? You think my <laughs> wife is stealing them and selling them? I don't think we're doing anything wrong. The city assesses hundreds of high risk sites like this each week. Right now, they know of 770 set, 776 high risk campsites across the city. Hey, fix it. I mean, it's that's that's so ludicrous. But for this bitch to charge two hundred dollars in rent. They said they stole his he said they stole his uh his work truck with like two grand in tools in the back. Like it's fleet service. Like he's got very specialized tools for like Mack trucks and tow trucks and flatbeds and shit. And they just took his shit and he's like, No, yeah, that kind of sucks. So they're like, Why are you getting all worked up about it? Why do you hate homeless people? He's like, I don't hate homeless people. I hate people who steal my livelihood. <laughs> it's like, oh, why why do you hate matches? It's like, no, I use matches all the time. I hate when people use matches to burn my house down, you fucking psychopath. And somehow this lady is spinning it like she's good. She just took city property. And by by the way, she goes, she's like, uh, we're not moving. I did all this. This is my little thing. So I'm I'm not. It's like she's already turned into like the guy with the hunting vest from The Walking Dead. Where she's just going to like surround herself with buses and not let anybody in. Yeah, there he is. Got it up on the big screen. Friendly local mechanic, just trying to earn earn his keep, just trying to make a living. Disaster. I mean, it looks nice. The sun's out for Portland. Yeah, it looks all right, but uh, yeah, we gotta gotta get these. We gotta maybe incorporate kind of some of like the prison labor, but hobo labor, so we can get them making stuff and we can buy the products from them. So we, your goal is to just trick them into getting a job. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to work. Like, hey, that's-, that's the worst part is when they play like these. You li- you watch the news articles and you listen to it, and these people aren't even crazy or drugged out or anything. They a lot of just, the time, especially like Portland type homeless, they're not crazy. They're just like, oh, I don't know. I just they're crazy lazy. They're just crazy <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Local way won. That looks pretty nice. That's it. All right, that's hypocrisy it. of the week. What do you got, Spencer? I got a I got a gloves off. To the state of Alabama. Bing, 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 bing. They just seem hard as hell. Uh, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm going to be on an airplane tomorrow. I plan on reading it on the plane, but this article about how uh, Alabama just steals from all their poor people and just makes, you know, just blatantly in a really obvious way because I think, I don't know, maybe Alabama people are dumb. As opposed to every other state that's just kind of sneaky about it. <laughs> a little sneakier, I think. Yeah, I think Which Alabama I might be the most blatant. But this is not just for the state. Uh, also, gloves off to Alabama for Greenbow not being a real part in Alabama. When I was a little kid, I was excited to visit Greenbow, Alabama, the home of Forrest Back Gump. in Greenbow, Alabama. But it's not real. So, all right, there is this man who's going to be executed. Well, he was executed. That's not the story. He did. And there was a journalist who was going to go report. Uh, this is my second story. No way. <laughs> uh, this lady was going to... It's a really good story. Gloves off to this stick-up-his-butt guy. A reporter was going to go in and... Like normal, just 
Yeah, she was gonna, doing her job. Doing her job. She was going to go in, and apparently she had a short skirt. And one of the officers said, no, no, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. And so she did the move where I think her skirt was like halfway up her stomach, so she pulled it down all the way to her waist. <laughs> and they still wouldn't let her in. And this guy, uh, notorious bad boy Joe Nathan James Jr., who was going to be executed, the victim's family didn't want him to be executed. They begged not to execute this man. And he wasn't even a mass murderer. He just killed his ex-girlfriend. And I think the fact that the ex-girlfriend's parents are saying, we've forgiven him, let him live, maybe she <laughs> did something really fucked up and kind of was asking for it in a little way. But they so she, usually are. So this lady pulled her skirt down. She was determined to do her job. And they said, no, it's still inappropriate. So she found a photographer who she had never met, borrowed his fishing waders, which if you don't know what fishing waders are, they're basically waterproof overalls. To be fair, they were Columbia PFG. Oh, they were Columbia? That's professional fishing gear. Yeah, that's know, nice. For the layman out there. But uh, Might need some of those in Alaska. Oh, I'll be wearing them. I'll be wearing them. So she had to do that. And then the DOC spokesperson determined that this was more professional then came back at her and said, your open-toed high heels are too revealing. <laughs> so she changed into her tennis shoes and was let in. But our waiter's boots are included, is what confused me. Yeah, that is very... What's yeah. the point of waiters if the boots aren't connected? The boots are connected. You just can have wet-ass feet and dry-ass shins? <laughs> Well, it did almost read like a fake story, and then my source was Yahoo, and they usually are, you know. I'm on Alabama.com. But that part does not make sense for waiters to show her open-toed heels, so now we have a mystery on top of this story. Good thing we both did it. Maybe there's a reason. But I was thinking, this guy killed his ex-girlfriend, and the thing that sucks is this lady goes to these executions all the time and wears the same skirt all the time. Probably. She said it. She's like, I've worn this to many executions also, without incident. maybe she's a fucking... He- that is hilarious. Like, I've, I've been to so many executions. This thing's got miles on it, <laughs> yeah. baby. And now you're kicking me out? I've been here. It's like when you get caught bringing in snacks into the movie theater. <laughs> I've done it like 35 times before you guys even caught me. But, uh, so it's a net positive. But uh, the thing that's funny is, like, <laughs> maybe she's a hero. Maybe she's just flashing gas. She's basic instincting these dudes as they're getting put down. That was so she's like, I was going to the same place. (laughs) I'm reporting on it. I fucking this is I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm doing my job. And these guys are about to die. Yeah. These guys are about to barf up their last meal from nervousness and then they get an execution upskirt coming their way. Yeah, this guy's got like a a number four from Carl's Jr., a fucking KFC bowl and a slice of cherry pie in his belly. Just let him see the hatchet wound, baby. These fucking these scumbags in Alabama. That's what I don't like is because I really I wonder it could be a hats off and maybe this <laughs> now because he's still stopping up skirts, so I don't like it. But it's possible that this is a regular thing and this very religious uptight correctional officer sees her flashing all these guys before they die and he's trying to put a stop to it. But the thing is Go get is, your waiters. We're in a weird like in between now. Is that her? Mm-hmm. We got her up on the big screen. Let me take a gander. The uh, the weird part is is oh, we're yeah. in this. She's doing it on purpose. We're I in think. this like limbo era. Oh yeah, she's a cutie. Where fucking like Alabama. She has a like, very devious smile in that picture. She looks like she's up to no good. <laughs> Alabama could get away with it up until probably the late nineties. You know what I mean? Or like maybe if you've lived sticking in the sticks or Appalachia. You know what I mean? You can be secluded. But it's like 
Motherfucker, you got an iPhone. I guarantee the guard who told her not to like has an Instagram account with like the the cliche like picture of just his profile photos, just him sitting in his truck, and he's got plenty. He comments way more than he posts. Yeah, they've got they know what trail cameras are. Like, there's technology has reached Alabama, and they're they're now choosing like what they want to be conservative about, which is upsetting. Because I don't know, part of it makes me think that this fucking correctional officer is think Emmett Till was a good thing. One of those guys. It's <laughs> like, oh, let's take it back to the good old days. Like when they're like, oh, let's how make- hardcore? Yeah. Well, there. I mean, there are people out there. It's like they're they don't want to see the short skirt. Uh, they don't want to see the short skirt because they don't want to be tempted. Like I was talking. Oh, they're kind of just exposing themselves. Yeah, I was watching. You can't uh, walk in here looking all fucking sexy. I was watching Jeopardy with my lady, and I know her her family. She grew up always watching Jeopardy. A lot of a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. But then I let Wheel of Fortune continue. I like both shows equally. Yeah. I would say they're both great for very different ways. And. She's like, oh, Wheel of Fortune's awesome. We never got to watch it. My dad just turned off the TV right <laughs> after Jeopardy. And I think he was he <laughs> went to Bone Zone from Vanna White, and he knew it, and he would wanted to resist. He didn't even want to see that, so he would just turn it off. Good. Good on him. He's a good Christian man. Oh, yeah, very good. Oh, man. But how funny is that to be like, no, lady, I know you've been to tons of executions, but today you are looking especially sexy. I'm going to need you to... Uh, Throw on waiters. It is funny that they just had the least sexy of all time clothing just laying around. Like, just photographers like, oh, she's too sexy? I can fix that. And he just, like, has a, a clown outfit in his truck. Fishing waiters on that on that lady is pretty much a clown outfit. Although, you know what? It is Alabama. I'm, the wheels are turning now. This guy's probably got a calendar in, like, his little booth that he works inside. He like presses the button so people can open doors and stuff. Yeah, it's probably got a calendar of chicks with like bikinis, waist up, waiters waist down. So he was like, "Oh, you think you're sexy? I'm gonna make you what I think sexy is, <laughs> and I'm gonna put you in a couple of fucking Columbia PFGs with no shoes for hey, some uh, fucking reason." That's too revealing for this execution. Uh, you can't come in. I just happen to have these uh, Oshkosh Bagash overalls <laughs> laying around and these uh, giant clown shoes you could put on. Now call me an idiot. Yeah. Call, spit on me and then go back to doing your job. Oh, I have this old Oscar the Grouch outfit that uh, my kids used to wear. <laughs> Throw that on. Just see what it's like. Oh, whoa, whoa. That short. That skirt is way too short. Throw in this snur- snorkel, <laughs> this snorkel and uh, hit me with a yardstick seven times. Can you, you get my mom on the phone while we do this? Bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. You fucking She's just sitting there in the waiters and he's just, oh, you fucking bitch. Oh, you tease me determined to do her job i i we need to get back to it because the whole waiters waiters are like onesie pajamas and then you shove them in boots so yeah and it's that doesn't make sense even if she didn't have the boot part they would still have just the weird onesie type thing yeah they would be elastic at the ankle at minimum oh they cover the whole thing well you've got to put them in like footy pajamas basically yeah so it's how would he know that he just knew the heels were inside of there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can hear you clinking. I know they're sexy. They were like footless, like just what, the, what's the point of waiters, though? Because you wade into the water. So if you had footless Wait waiters, you would get all wet. 
Yeah, no, it makes no sense. Unless there's like a version. I maybe in high end waiters, there's like pants you put on, the and then break the, away. The, the boots come up, and then you cinch the boots. Also, maybe like they have like a gaiter at the top. But how funny is that to be? <laughs> he, he she comes out of the bathroom wearing waiters, and she's obviously got like a look on your face, like she's like, "Oh, I'm playing your game. Is this fine now?" Like that type of attitude, and he's like. You probably got your pretty little toenails painted, don't you? <laughs> I want you to take them off and make sure you got no heels under there or nothing either. Now take this acetone. All right, that's it for that story. Do you have another one since we used your story? Well, um, it, this was sent to me by our uh, our team of interns. While we were, since we're on the Alabama train, we might as well throw this one in. 50 children reportedly found working in an Alabama Hyundai factory. Is it Hyundai? Hyundai? Hyundai. Hyundai. 50 children? 50 children. What this, kind? Is, this is also not like, like, oh, it's like, I, ima- I can imagine that happening. And like a, a crooked ass A made in America boot factory. Because they get them on that, like it's a family company and your child is working. Like they tried to get a. Uh, yeah, I can't keep my daughter out of the restaurant. She loves it. A, there's a convenience store in Huntington Park that got busted like not long ago. Because like the 13 year old daughter was working the counter. And they're like, got you, you sons of bitches. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that type of shit. But then this one, it's like... Yeah, like any donut shop in the city. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But this one is... It's a Hyundai factory. It's... They're making Santa Fe's in there. I mean, they're not making them. They're they're getting the parts from, like, Mexico and Thailand or whatever. But they're assembling them there. 13-year-old girl who had run away with a 21-year-old fellow employee. So, one of the accounts... (laughs) <laughs> oh, they're banging too. A guy who's collecting runaways and getting them jobs at the Hyundai factory, which is hilarious to like to be a thirteen-year-old girl and you run away with a guy and then he still makes you get a job. It's like, bro, you you came yeah, support. You should have with your parents. Yeah, the honeymoon phase is over, I guess. Some of the workers were as young as twelve years old, and a former employee claims about fifty children were working multiple shifts. That's so funny to be like getting off work. You get like your old like Coleman thermos, and then your like old style lunch pail. You got your hard hat under your <laughs> under your arm, <laughs> and as you just see like one twelve year old on the way out, fist bump a twelve year old on the way in. Like, hey, how's it going, Marv? Man, they kept it quiet. I wonder how long they did this for. It said years. Wow, they kept that under wraps for years. Yeah, and they said the a supervisor. Uh, what's Hyundai safety rating? Like, are they do are <laughs> they putting the cars together well? It's been ten days since we spotted an underage worker. No, it'd be <laughs> it's it's been a hundred and twelve years since the last reported incident of fucking child labor infractions. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? But. He said, um, like, half of them were missing children, and they tried to spin it. The, one of the supervisors at the factory was saying he was making them go to school. Good guy. So he's like, hey, listen, we're going to fucking, you know. And they were getting minimum wage, too, which was, like, the going rate for new employees. So he's paying these kids. He's making sure they go to school. It's like, hey, your stupid fucking kid ran away. Maybe they're Seems better like off they're under the supervision. So I'm sure that. I'm sure other than that 21-year-old guy grooming them and <laughs> fucking them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say groomer. That's that's now banned speech. Oh. Because they're not grooming. So what they need to do is ban the word because they're not grooming. They're definitely not. They're who, def- who's, who banned it? The groomers. <laughs> the groomers banned grooming? It was banned on Reddit and then they just banned it on Twitter. You're not allowed to say groomer. It's a bannable offense. The word is actually banned on Reddit? The word is banned. 
You're not allowed to call anybody a groomer. Whoa, that's wild. Which is, which is what you do when you're correct, right? When you're not a groomer is you just get the word banned. You imagine if rapists just started Dude, lobbying just... to be like, we should just ban the word rape. <laughs> well, there's a bunch crazy. of like, uh, maybe, and that's what maybe about what all the people... rape fantasy that's on Reddit? That's uh... No, but that's, what about groomer fantasy? Who knows? Oh, but, um, no, but <laughs> that would be funny. Imagine. It's so like, it's going to be like a let's go Brandon thing. And it's like, going to be a new way to, what's the new yeah. word for groomer? Ka- oh, kaboomer. Uh, oh, I don't know. Go follow James Lindsay. I'm sure he's got a couple by now, but there's ways around it. It's like, oh, you're not allowed to call people a fag. So now it's like, it's cuck. You know what I mean? That, that changeover happened within like 48 hours. It's like, yeah, it means the same thing. It hurts just as much. It's like, we're going to find it. You know what I mean? That's why I've never agreed with like banning words because it's like we'll figure out what it is. We don't don't you worry. Yeah, we got a lot. And words change too. Like I showed up to this uh, Hyundai factory in in, <laughs> in Alabama. And you can't call these kids sluts and anymore. I said, hey, I got it. I, I got a, I got it on a good faith agreement, and I, I I paid a lot of money for a source telling me you have child labor. And he went, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not allowed to say that inside this building. And I said, well, okay, then nothing must... You must not have any child labor happening because you've you've banned the word here. There there must be zero child labor happening because you're not allowed to say child labor within this vicinity. That's how that works, right? Jesus Christ. But nobody died. There's no no hurt incidents. This guy sounds like he just made him go to school and... I don't know, didn't stop that 21-year-old from fucking the 13-year-old, but it is Alabama after all. Maybe it's all right. Maybe they were cousins. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, seems like they're on the right track. They're making <laughs> money. Most runaways, what do runaways do? Become prostitutes. Yeah, That's like the just... number one job for female runaways. And I think males, too. They just become prostitutes. Yeah. Well, most people in the foster system so just this literally guy's... just disappear. So it's like, what's what's better? Selling your ass on the street and probably dying at, by like 22 or m- moving into this Portland... <laughs> Maybe yeah, the Portland Motorhome, pay two hundred bucks, bucks a month. <laughs> Stay in Alabama, work until you can get a job at like the VW factory. You have or like something. a practical, applic- applicable skill now. Like you've worked on an assembly line in an automotive plant. So even when you are no longer a child, you don't have to go pay this crazy bitch two hundred dollars to live in the woods next to a fucking mechanic shop. Right, like my... the rest of the fucking losers, get a fucking job like these goddamn children, you piece of shit. I got a hats off. Woo! Finally, dude. Hats Ooh. off to you, sir. I was getting heated over here. Hats off. I guess just to comedy. I had a funny comedy experience. Is that, comedy uh, dead? Oh, no. It's thriving. It's not dead. Don't even worry about it. It's going to live. We won't let it die. If I can't say groomer in my comedy, we'll all just call him something else. Don't <laughs> worry. Like, we, oh, you know what's available? Pedophiles. I think that one's still around. Can you imagine if they tried to ban pedophiles? Well, there's all this, uh, same with like all the, there's all this debate over pro-life and pro-choice. It shouldn't be called that, you know, all that stuff. It isn't just, we have a word. It's abortion. We have abortion. Yeah. That it's, there's yeah. always like both sides are like debating like, oh no, this isn't right. It, we have the word. We Let's use it. Anyway, comedy. So I, I went and did a, told some jokes, right? The other night. And there was this new guy there, or he was brand new to comedy and he just kind of, kind of glommed onto me, started talking to me, and was, like, fishing for advice. Was so new that I told him, like, well, just make sure you don't... I said something about not running the light. 
and he wrote it down in his notebook, which was <laughs> super adorable. And he was just like, he looked just like very effeminate and innocent and just super sweet. And then he was like, actually, like, well, what advice do you have? And I've fallen in that trap like a billion times, you know? So I was like, I'm only going to give you one piece of advice. Suck just, my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll give you more advice. Swallow my cum. That's the, anyway, the rest of the advice was um, just kind of, I was like, I noticed you're drinking a beer. Bring that beer on stage. Kind of hype up more than you drink. The owner's going to like it. You're going to sell alcohol. That, that's probably an easier way to get on stage than being funny. <laughs> and Forget talent. What you need to do is move units. And then he just Order, like, paused for a while and just went, well, when the owner goes on stage, he talks about how you should buy drinks, so I probably shouldn't. And I was like, why the – why'd you even ask me then? Why do you, you – you don't think the owner's going to want to hear it a second time? He wants to sell drinks. He would be amped if you heard it. And obviously I didn't argue with him. I was That's like, happened before too where people go like, can I get advice? And then you give them advice. And they're like, well, I want to – I was like, oh, well, then I guess you know more than me. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, he asked for it and then just rejected it. I'm like, you're right. That would be dumb to uh, make the owner happy after he promotes drinks. He's anyway. kind of reiterating something he said. He'd probably despise that. But the good mo- – mo- he went upstage. It was the second time ever doing it. Super corny, really bad. Got off stage. Name names. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I honestly don't. You know who you are. I think he was like Asian and Mexican with bleached hair, but I don't know his name. Oh, he so, could have just been Chino. So he was very just normal and uh, boring on stage, but then he gets off stage and starts getting way into it with me about how, uh, well, one, he was in the Navy for 14 years, has lived in like multiple countries. You know, obviously didn't talk about any of that on stage. But, uh, Why would he? And then he he kept talking about girls, girls. In the beginning, I was kind of like, "Yeah, right, dude. You're not. You're gay." But uh, then I don't think he is. He was telling me that he just my favorite diner is this place, Zingos. That's also a truck stop. That's also a bar, and the bar owns and they own. It's a 24-hour diner connected to a bar, and there's a strip club across the street that they own. And in order to go to the strip club, you have to go to Zingos first. And the way this place is in heaven. Yeah, pretty much. Buck Oak, a.k.a. Buck Oak Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> so the place is, I used to go there with my grandpa when I was a kid. It's awesome. They took out the condom machines in the bathroom, which is a bummer. Oh. But it's just a really shitty diner. He tells me, he after he drops his kids off to school, he day drinks there, tries to pull girls. And then he said he goes, he's in a weekly sex group where what they do is they just play poker, and then they have, like, uh, gimps or slaves or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> like, bring them cigars and cocktails and weed and stuff. This like, fucking rules. I'm like, you're not banging them? You're just literally playing poker? He's like, yeah, we're all wearing, like, the outf- like the leather outfits playing, but, uh, yeah, just play poker and then leave. And he had really funny, weird shit going on in his life. And it- Dresses like a gimp to just play poker, and he doesn't do any of the weird stuff. Yeah, he was making it sound like he sits there, plays poker, and then there are these, I don't know if it was girls and guys or both, but they're basically crawling on all fours, bringing them cigars and stuff. (laughs) So you're thinking he's crawling on the floor? 100%. Okay. You don't dress up to just play poker. I get like, oh, cool, I'm not into it, but I can still like aesthetically fit in. Yeah, I have no idea. He could, yeah. There's you're definitely if you're getting into the garb, you're not putting on like a leather choker or like a skin tight leather shirt with like zippers on the nipples to just be like <laughs> zippers on the nipples. I call them zipples. Just to be like, no, collar check. 
It's like, no, we're just dudes here. Like every poker night I've ever been to is like, you know, two of the guys bring beer, three of the guys, you know, bring chips and dip. And it's just super cash. Can you imagine you like rolled in with egg on your face? Everybody else is dressed like the gimp from fucking. <laughs> uh, You're just wearing a nice fiction. polo and some khaki. Like, oh boy. Boy, do I stick out like a sore thumb. Wah, wah. I got no zippers on my nipples. <laughs> you imagine, hey, he's sitting there in like the mask with like the eye holes have like the little like acrylic domes on them. And they're like, all right, it's to you. And he's got to unzip his mouth hole to go check and then zip it shut again. Otherwise, daddy's going to be mean. I'd zip my eye holes so they can't tell if I'm buffing or not. You know? Oh, maybe that's why they do it. Maybe they just started all dressing like that so you couldn't read their tells. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then like, they just freaks became attracted to them just through their gravitational kink pull. But I like, uh, I just love meeting people like that and just grilling them on like all the questions I could think of in a five minute period where I just like, do you guys ever actually hang out? Do you guys do stuff outside of gimping and pokering? And he said right now they're kind of in the talks of doing it. But then the way he explained it is they get really into doing stuff like they were going to go on a camping trip or like, go golfing together or something. But uh, once they all come, they're like, they just, they're over. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably one of the biggest problems in comedy is like when somebody just bores you for like their whole five minute set, like at an open mic. Then I'm just wildly entertained. Yeah. And then they're just an incredibly fascinating person, like having a cigarette outside. It's like, do you really think your quirky observations are better than this wild life you've lived? Well, and the way he would do it, too, because he was super reserved. And he even said it like that's how he gets girls sometimes is they just think he's like the most innocent guy on the planet. And then he's just like, oh, no, I'm a dirty pervert. <laughs> I have three sons. I've uh, been in the Navy for 14 years. And he – oh, you know – That's what, what did it was the Navy. Navy? You know why he uh, – I gosh, I keep wanting to say Guam, but I don't know if it was Guam. He said, "I, I asked him. I said, what ruined you? Was it the name Guam Felix? No. <laughs> <laughs> there, he was in a specific country that had a prostitute scene that apparently just broke him. I think is what happened. Oh, that's probably an Asian country, I imagine. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was Guam, but I remember being surprised by the answer. Like it wasn't the you know it wasn't Grenada. The, the Thailand. Yeah, it wasn't what you the ones you normally hear. I always hear Thailand, Germany. <laughs> Liechtenstein. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. So yeah, so the Navy broke him basically. Well, and he 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 was on submarines for months alone. Yeah. With just the boys. I said there's no women on the submarine. He said, Not once in my fourteen years in the Navy was there a woman on a submarine with me. Except for you, when you dressed up like a little yeah. leather daddy girl. Well, I've got—I know what happens in the Coast Guard, so I can't imagine what happens in the Navy. I've oh, got, Coast Guard, I've, their boats don't even go underwater. Exactly. <laughs> that is the, what I was thinking because um, we have a mutual friend who had some naughty stuff going. This dude's doing gay shit that can't even be picked the up Coast on Guard, radar. Yeah, and that was my exact thought. One's above water. Who knows? Once the pressure <laughs> keeps coming down on you, how much dirtier and nastier you're the physical get? and metaphorical pressure. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's such close quarters. Yeah, because when you're on a boat. It's pretty close quarters, but a fucking submarine? Nothing's tighter than you go into the closet that's inside of the barracks, that's inside of a submarine, that's under the ocean. Oh, yeah. You think a butthole's tight on sea at sea level? Try going a few knots. <laughs> <laughs> Try going 
a few fathoms down <laughs> and see how tight your butthole Dude, gets. Dude, I was 20 leagues deep and my, <laughs> my butthole got the bends. I came up too quick and my butthole came inside out. There's a perfect balance. You, don't, you never go too deep or you'll ruin the butthole, but you go right on that edge. <laughs> Oh, man, dude. Man, submarine and butthole, man. You're in a submarine. You might get hit with a missile at any point. So you're like that Tim McGraw song, Living Like You Were Dying. Just <laughs> You're like, well, why not fucking suck and do all this crazy leather shit on a fucking boat? Oh, you know, that's got to be it. It's like you're, 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 you're doing fucked up kinky shit, but you're still in the military. Like they don't let you bring anything but like dress blues and like your fatigues on. You know what I mean? You got like your duty clothes. Yeah. And you can bring like like a handful of personal items, but no one's personal items are like a mask with a fucking zipper mouth. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're going to a submarine. Are you intending to use this on anybody? You're like, no, I just like it. I like, this is what I wear when I read. <laughs> fucking animals. Oh, so they just have to. But do what you got to do, dude. 14 years on a submarine, that, thank you for, thank you for your fucking service, bro. Yeah. 14. You, you freak. Thank you for your service, you, you freaky dirty, bastard. You dirty, pressurized freak. Oh, you dirty boy. Oh, and he, I, I'm thinking he's going to get mad at us, but then I was like, oh, no, wait, he probably fucking likes it. Yeah, he probably does. You well, I mean, I guess you could hear it. I'm not giving his fuck. name up because I don't know it. Uh, so No, but he's a half Chinese, half Mexican guy from Bakersfield. Oh, no, we did, you're, I, I never said Bakersfield the whole time until you just said it, so that was vague. Oh, well, he could be from... Yeah, it's pretty much anyone who can find him. There's only, there's like... 30 people. Bakersfield is the, the metropolis for a wide area of Southern Central Valley. So this guy could be from Hanford. He could be from Porterville, Tulare. Who knows? He could be from Ridgecrest for all we know. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, geez. Oh, he could be from Tehachapi. And in that case, hit me up. Let's, let's get a beer. Let's get on a submarine, baby. My, my cousin Amanda's coming to town. Let's, let's get a beer, you fucking, <laughs> you sweet patriotic freak. <laughs> Thank oh, you for your service. Here's my cousin. All right, dude, we got to roll. Yeah, that's Are it. You, you good? I'm good to go. That's me dusting off the hands from a job well done. Thank you for listening, everybody. And if you know that sweet freak, send him my way. I don't give a shit. I don't judge. I'm going to call you a freak, but you fucking like it. My name is Mitchell Phillips, at Mitchell Phil Up on Instagram. That's at Robot Spencer. Make sure you follow the production team, at Beam Jeremy. He's the man who throws the stuff on the big screen makes the podcast better for all of us but if you have any comments corrections suggestions or good old-fashioned hate mail go to at hogopod on instagram at hogopod on instagram information update requests whatever you need and once again offers out there two people have taken me up on it it is true i am the real mccoy you proved to me that you referred somebody else to our podcast all i need is a message from them saying that and i will venmo you 100 pennies that is right. One U.S. dollar. It's only worth, you know, 70 cents of a fucking 2018 dollar. But who's counting? Um, that's it. I love you. Bye.